Yeah, Lord Farquaad had this. What? That's built like Lord Farquaad. I'm the black man, black man, I'm 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 black man, black man, black man, black man, black man, black man, black Welcome back to another episode of Black Men Do Talk, where we have overdue conversations from a black man's perspective. It's your boy, Caleb Edward Lee Berry, aka Kakashi. aka Kakashi. Already. Yeah, Nikki. What's good? It is I, Elisha McCall. Indeed. I am one of your host, Street Hymns, and we also have a special guest today. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Chad Smith. Full name, Charles Daniel Smith III, if you didn't know that. Whoa, I, Char- wait, I wait, did wait. not know that. Charles, you said Charles I've Daniel. I've known you for years. Charles Daniel Smith III. Charles, Charles I'm Daniel to. Smith <laughs> CDS. Charles, wow. Come on, CD. Charles. The third, oh, so there goes the cord again. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the Are you the oldest Junior son? would be my father, and the one before that would be my grandfather. Don't you have an oldest brother? Huh? Yeah. That's how it works. He didn't get the, he, he, didn't get the, he, didn't get the <laughs> he got he skipped on. over? The skip over is real. Oh, wait. You have an older brother that's wait, not. He got an older, that's what threw me up. That's what that was. I would live, Yo, I would live okay. my life with a Don't chip on my that shoulder. inheritance to the left. Nah, that's the whole time. That's crazy. He said, that's that Okay. Crazy. Wow. Oh my it gosh. It was a situation. That's all I'm gonna say. For sure. For yeah. sure. So, how was y'all's weeks, man? How was y'all's weeks? Uh, mine was good. I spent some time in Florida with the family. You know what I'm saying? It's like the audio. Winner. And uh, it yeah, was. Uh, it was. Yeah. All the jits was there. I got all to see my my beautiful nieces. Uh, and yeah, no, it was a good. It was a pretty good week. It's a pretty good week of all that. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Street, tell us about your week. What did you do? Tell you about my week. Yeah, what did you do? Anything interesting? Yeah, you know, I, I uh, out of the ordinary. I was, I was, I was doing ministry for the Lord Yeshua oh. Hamashiach. Where, Where were you doing ministry at? Where? Huh? Where, Where were you doing ministry at, nigga? In general, if you no, can, no, huh? No, you can so, hear. So I, I, I had a great time this week mm-hmm. at a influencer meetup. It was a Christian influencer meetup called Share the King. Praise okay, hosted by my boy Joshua Broom. Uh-huh. What, what, what were you doing last night? Um. So, got, so last got, night you got some ones on you. Hmm. Nah, whoa, 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 I would have asked Street, but I think he ran out. <laughs> I was at a battle rap event, and it was. And what were you so, battling, nigga? But I, I wasn't battling. I was supporting Street Hymns versus Cheeks. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was. It, it was so. So the event was hosted at a place establishment, wow. an LLC called K- KOD. What does KOD stand for? King of Diamonds. And what does this? Limited liability company do This man really <laughs> wants you to say this it's, it's, When it's not in operating hours It is a strip club Oh okay okay, okay, but, okay, okay. You know So you was ministering at the strip club Yeah absolutely Okay. Hey, Sometimes you gotta do that strippers bro need, Strippers go need Jesus too Go the To all the nations right To all nations To all the nations <laughs> all and nations. LLCs Now mind oh you mind you was When we were there No one was on the polls It was literally like It was just a battle rap event but when the battle rap event over, I will say the first thing they said was, "Can we get all the bad bees to the stage?" And that's that's when we left. Hey man, you know look, hey, only God. you, know, you here for that, and the participants in Jesus know who really wasn't on said polls. So, absolutely. If if you say they they weren't, then I believe it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, yeah, we, we kept definitely. it clean. You know what I'm saying. So I hope so. Praise God. You know, praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's up, man. Yo, we oh, you said your your week was pretty good. You got next. What you got, bro? Uh, my week was straight, bro. It wasn't nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was a very basic week. Already. 
Chaz, talk so you to gonna, him. You gonna just oh, dissect wait. my entire. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's you right. Feel that's me? right. And that's right. For sure. For sure. I, I didn't go to a strip club today. I didn't go to a strip club this week. Okay. I mean, y'all got something to talk about. We were talking. We were talking about our weeks, and I just wanted to know about yours. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I had a great week. Sue me for caring. Praise God, bro. Indeed. I'm dead. Accountability, people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nigga, because you win it, didn't ask. So you ain't won Anyway, it. Chaz, bro, <laughs> what's, okay, what's going I on with you, I didn't know bro? it was at KOD until I got oh, it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, like, we just had an address. It didn't say the actual title of the establishment. It didn't say, hey, the battle rap event's going to be at a, a, a gentleman's bar. Somebody mm. cut the, the lamp on while wow. above <laughs> Chaz's hand. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah, we need that lip on. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Y'all finished or y'all done? We're done. Oh We're my absolutely goodness. done. We're absolutely done. I we got the full first. detail of his week. How was, how was your week, family? My week was pretty busy, to be honest with you, man. Absolutely. I, like, I know. Yeah, Talk was, to me. What's been going on? Yeah. So, um, I just launched a Kickstarter for, yeah. a, for an animated series that I'm working on. Um, where I'm retelling stories from the Bible in, like, a really entertaining, exciting way for people of all ages. Um. It's a lot. It's a heavy. It's a heavy lift. Like it, it felt like, yeah. I just really hit a checkpoint. I just launched it on Wednesday. I just needed to step back for a minute because it was three, three and a half months of work leading up to that. Just kind of nonstop. Mm. Um, how much? You, okay, if if you had to just guess, how much you've slept in this week? Um. No, nah, I definitely caught up on sleep, but okay. I definitely had a few all nighters too. Indeed. Indeed. Sure. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, how much did you raise on the first 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 day? Twenty five k. Twenty five. Let's go. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Absolutely, especially for the first week. That's like that's actually kind of crazy. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And the goal is how much? One fifty for the base goal. One fifty. Okay, so hey, first of all, I actually got to tune into the um, the pre show. Yeah, like a concept episode screen. Yeah, yeah, the concept pre show episode, and it was absolutely amazing. So. Those of y'all, we're going to put the link up there. Boop. Actually, no, put the link to the and Kickstarter page. <laughs> That's what we need. He said, get them right on that. <laughs> you, you send the funds. You bring them finances. You can send the, the funds. You, you, you can watch it on the page itself. Open the fug link. Oh, sweet. And absolutely. your wallets. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, we were going to talk about it. Wait, what about your week, Caleb? Did you say it? Yeah, no, I, I shared my week. No, it was good. You know what I'm saying? Just spending time the with floor. the family. They only wanted right. I'm, trying, bro, I'm trying to tell you, bro. They only have a smoke for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> he didn't care about Why do you else. say y'all? You right. Gosh. Y'all apologies. in this y'all word. We got to work on this. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> but no, it was, I'll say it quickly again. What's like it, it was good. Family. Uh, spent some time with the family. Uh, got to see one of my homies uh, in Polk County as well. So, yeah, man. It was good. It was All really right. good. I'm glad you had that time with your family. <laughs> what? Okay. So y- y'all get right to the topic? Let's get it. What's up? Let's okay, get to the topic. So let's get to the smoke. Let's just say. Let's just say. You end up having some young berries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to whoop them? At, Spare it, the rods, pull the child. What's that mean to you? Great intro, by the uh, way. Yeah. That's a good question. Fire I, intro. I will. That won't be my the first thing, though. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That won't be the first thing for me. Um, I think it, uh, well, I, and I even t- think about my childhood experience. Like I got whooped when I needed to mm-hmm. and, uh, define and I need, think it, define need, Ooh. define need. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when nothing else worked, 
she she put that little she popped me on the butt a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? And that was the one thing that straightened me out. And was I really the, was that the extent. The what? pop, like it, the 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 farthest extent was. Oh no! I had to go pick my switch. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? I had to That's go. That's not a pop. Wait. I, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> You made, this, you, guys, <laughs> made, you made that sound you so heard. like Yeah, no, 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 no. It wasn't no pop. No, I got I got spanked. Indeed. I got that out. But um, but yeah, I did have to go pick my own switches out though. For which sure. is wild. But I think even but again, with with the spankings, they they came less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because I was like, I don't I don't want this anymore. For sure. This don't feel good. For sure. And so but so, yeah. the, so it it worked to an extent. It worked. Yeah, yeah. and they didn't do it in anger either. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the things that was like really big big with my parents. Like they didn't really got good whoopings. I got good whoopings. That's good, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I got. Yeah, that's not common, especially in black community. Good, oh for sure, definitely not. not Sound like an oxymoron. Hey, look, the Lord chastises those whom He loves. Discipline is good. Nah, discipline is good. Discipline is good. All right, hold on. What you got? Hold on. All right, so that word rot. Yeah, isn't that? Also, or more more uh, accurately translated to staff, considering like a shepherd, how they would care for their sheep, guiding them, mm-hmm. teaching them discipline. Even the word discipline, like mm-hmm. what's a disciple? You know, mm-hmm. like it's people who are taught under a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, I'd prefer not to spank my children. Absolutely. Um, I think speaking to them and uh, raising like the kids always want to ask why. Like you can at a certain point, it's like all right, just do what I said, be obedient, but. I think if a kid is old enough to understand something, you should try everything you can to speak to them about what they're doing and explain to them. I think, like, in in rare cases, like you mentioned, Caleb, you might need to pop them. Like, maybe, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, some that shepherds did when lambs, if yeah. a lamb kept running away from the flock, they wouldn't just pop them. Like, they'd have to break their legs so say, they, they literally cannot yeah. for their own good. So, I don't think, that's not, like... The go to though, That's I think there's some parents who just like, oh, I can't wait to spank my kids. Yeah. Like, yo, what's wrong? Go to therapy, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, no, that's facts. Child yeah. therapy's real. Like, you can't separate discipline from teaching. Like, that's where the word comes from. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So, so actually, I was having a conversation earlier this week, and it was with someone who sent me a video of a child who was in a barber shop, mm-hmm. and the father recorded the child in that barber shop, and he was getting his locks cut off. Oh, he was screaming like him. Oh, you saw one? that video? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the video. Yeah, so yeah. What, was the, what was the context of the video? So, honestly, we didn't get too much context, but um, the, the therapist sent it to me and was like, hey, in no context this is right. This is absolutely abuse. And so, for me, I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I would say I wouldn't exclude it as a possibility of abuse, but... I don't know that circumstance and that situation. So the child happened. was getting the locks cut off mm-hmm. as a, as punishment, as discipline, punishment. So yeah, they discipline punishment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting. I okay. do I do make a distinguishing factor between punishment and discipline, but maybe it's just because like how I've been taught. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. So the, sure, the, yeah. the concept was like, yo, was this wrong or was it right? Because and so I asked her. I said, hey, so was it the response of the child that <clears> made you say that it was abuse? Because let's say. He fully understood that he was wrong. He knew that this was a consequence of his actions. And he just took the L. He was just quiet. Yeah, he just yeah. took the L. Did you still say that was abuse? Or are you saying because of the reaction and response, and he was screaming and loud, yeah. that because he had to get his locks cut off, that's something that instituted abuse? Yeah. And so, she, and her response was, all that will do is make him fear his dad. And I was like, hmm. indeed. 
Sure. <laughs> I was about to say, but I've, I've seen kids have that same response just by getting a Tonka toy taken away from them. Absolutely. Though. And that's, that's, why I, that's yeah. what I said. I said, you know I said my response was, I said, hey, let's say this child has spent hours, days on Fortnite, skins, community, etc. And then my execution of discipline take is that, take that away the whole I game. shut the system down and I delete your profile yeah did I abuse them because they'll have the same type of response by screaming mm-hmm. by kicking by having an <clears throat> irate response and saying yo like this is unfair this is wrong mm-hmm. but if, if we're instituting the response and reaction as the abuse because here's the thing traumatic experiences can happen irrespective of the fact that I'm trying to abuse you for sure you know what I'm saying and, and I'm not trying to induce trauma on you but here's the thing sometimes things hurt yeah it hurts to have something taken away stripped away or cut off from you and so if i'm taking away your Fortnite account where you spent countless hours on you bought all these skins etc etc you've created a whole community i'm saying hey you're not finishing your homework you're not actually acting right in school Mm -hmm. this is gone now Mm -hmm. and i'm taking that away the response is going to be similar to someone getting their hair cut off in my opinion right because it's a child could be I mean, I, yeah. Is that abuse? Which, like, like? I don't is know. That... I'm not an expert. I don't know. But you work with kids for six plus years. No, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think it's. Uh, Talk to me, Trey. Talk know, to me. Here, this is one of my. Talk to me. If you, if you do anything out of anger, absolutely. I yeah. think that's already a bad place to start. For, for sure. sure. For sure. For sure. I that's think. Facts. I think any response. That is done to uh, produce anger. I mean, not produce anger. Any resp- anything that's done to produce fear in your child, I think, can be a, a be a be a very 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 tough place to be. And this is why. I think if you choose to create fear, mm-hmm. they will develop their relationship with you at that foundation. For sure. I don't. I don't do these things because I'm scared of my dad. Right. I think there's a fine line between having fear of uh, having a fear or a reverence for the Lord and being fearful of him. You know what I'm saying? I don't fear my father, but because I have a healthy reverence and in that a fear of him, there are certain things I do not do or I did not do as a child. For example, I was always the kid that said, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. Not because. I was, or at a point, it was because I was scared of what my father would do because I used to get, you know, yelled at or whoopings when he found out I didn't do it. Yeah. But I think there's a difference when you institute that out of fear. You you base that relationship out of fear as opposed to how do I produce obedience, <clears throat> right? How do I produce obedience as a way of understanding that if I not just if I don't do something, I'll have a consequence, but seeing the importance of doing that said thing. So instead of I'm going to say yes, sir, because I don't want to get in trouble, I now say yes, sir, or no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, because I understand I have to show respect to my elders. So when it's out of fear, people, you don't understand why you're doing something mm-hmm. outside of I just don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But when it's reverence, which still has a fear component to it, I now say I don't do X, Y, Z because of what I know it will produce in me if I do the opposite of whatever it is. Now- no, I was gonna ask Chad. Well, did you did you want to piggyback? Because I just got a question. Yeah, it, it was it was really because here's the thing. It's it's a very complicated oh, relationship yeah. with God that we have. Oh yeah, very We're talking for sure. about friend. I'm a friend of God. Everything. He's my father. 
He's my ruler. He's he my is protector. All yeah. things He's my to all Lord. Men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all these components, it's, yeah. it's almost as if like, and, and that's why I think he has so many titles when it comes out how we even address him because the relationship that we have with him <clears> is not in this instance he's this, in this instance he's this. But like, and here's one thing. I, I feel like how we're introduced to God sets the pace for how we respond to God until we find out or experience another aspect of him. Mm, yeah. So like I experienced yeah. God as ruler protector because my father was ruler protector. And so for me, I did what God told me to do because that's what God told me to do. And Thanks. the same way my father did that too. Yeah. Like I'm now learning what it means to have a loving relationship with God yeah. that I didn't really get to experience growing up because like it was for me, it was just, this is, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So right. what I do, I kept the commandments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I really didn't get that love part of there because that's how I got introduced to God. A lot of people are introduced to God from the aspect of friend, from the aspect of somebody who is a healer. It's like, man, this yeah. is my healer, man. Like, yo, this is the, yo, I gotta tell you about the healer. You know, and here's the thing, I, I think that's also the benefits of the body. Not to not to keep going, but for me, I think that um I hear what you're saying, but I also think that if we're talking about it from the notion not of our experiences, our culture, or how it's been done the wrong way, I think we can relate to this and say, hey, the way that God institutes fear in us is the same way we can attempt to institute fear in those who we end up leading or those who are under us, like, i.e., our children. Mm -hmm. And so, and that kind of actually leads into my question. I was going to ask Chaz, what do you think God's heart posture is when it concerns discipline? And how do you think it's played out in life when it concerns us? Yeah, I actually wrote my, my dissertation in seminary on this. No, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Talk to us. Dog, I don't. Hold up. Rephrase I was like, I was like, dissertation. Ask that one more time. <laughs> For sure. Like, what do you think God's heart posture is towards us when it concerns discipline? And how do you see those things played out in yeah. actuality? Two-part question. What's his heart towards us regarding discipline and how does it practically play out in our lives? Okay, one first thing that comes to mind is it's all out of his love for us and his desire to have a relationship with us. Yeah. Um, above all else. Something that's been, I was just telling you this street, but something that's like been rocking me this past week is seeing God as the ancient of days. Like that is unfathomable. Like you look at Daniel 7. And Revelation 1, how it describes him as having a face like glo with glorious glowing light, eyes of fire. Um, his throne has fire, flame, uh, lava shooting out for all this like ridiculous stuff. Imagery. People in Daniel and John, when it happened, like they when they had these visions, visions, not like face to face, but visions, they fell down like they were dead. Mm -hmm. And what was really tripping me out about it, and I'm going to get to answering the question in a second, but what was really tripping me out about just that description of him is knowing that God is an infinite, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing being, mm -hmm. any visual representation that he gives for us to understand who he is, <laughs> it seems like it still, in a way, diminishes his character. And it was, and it, it was still enough to, like, Cause somebody just fall down like they were dead, right? Yeah. But the fact that he gave them or gave us a visual to start to understand and fathom how holy he is shows how much he loves us because he's like, I'm willing to give myself physical attributes, visual attributes, so that you can get a representation of who I am, mm. right? So 
just from that perspective, and I'm, this has just been something I've been going over just over the past week. It's not like, you know, you um, reflecting on it too long. Yeah. You're good, you're so good. I'm like, I'm just starting to think about this stuff, but that still, I think, is a beautiful representation of his love. Because as I've been thinking about that, just like in prayer and worship, it's like, oh my gosh, like this. I, f- I feel like people get way too casual with him. Hey, that's facts. We like we this. That. So, he playing with that name, bro. But but they be playing with the name. But, but the, the the thing with it though is like. So, like this, these representations of that that visual of him as the ancient of days, like is, is meant to, like place a fear or reverence in all of him and understanding, like yo, his throne, his throne is glory, like just yeah. just where he puts, where he sits, yeah, right. Yeah. But think about a scripture like, friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him. Yeah. So wait, what? Hold on. So, I get to be. Familiar with you yeah. through reverence, yeah. I get yeah. to be your friend through reverence. Like, how yeah. aren't those two completely opposite things? Like, you're the Most High God, you're the King seated on this throne. Yet, <clears throat> like, you look at Jesus, who's in the in Him, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Was like had John chilling on his chest at the Last Supper. Like, what, bro? Yeah, yeah. it's so complex. So now to take all that to like discipline, I think that's just. Like, he wants so badly for us to be close to him yeah. and walk closely to him yeah. because he knows if we are not walking in holiness with him, if we've not received Christ, then we don't get to have a relationship with him. We'll be separated from him forever. Mm-hmm. So we need to have that fear of him in order to truly worship him and submit to him because without genuine worship and submission to Christ, we have no place with him. We have yeah. no fellowship with him. Yeah. Right? When I think about fear, like fear that is healthy, and he still has a friendship component to it. Mm-hmm. But I was over, I, I ate at my mom's house the other day, right? And my mom is an amazing cook for any blood. <laughs> Shouts out to the moms. And I, bro, it was, it was not even intentional. But it was one of those moments where she left to go to the grocery store and I'm just chilling watching TV. And then she comes back in the house and it just off of just like subconscious, I was like, Straighten up. <laughs> straighten up. I got up slightly. Straighten up. Pick some up real quick. Hey, yeah, yo. I, I don't want to look. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're all laughing because we all understand. But that's that's, that's fear, 100% bro. how that works. And here's the thing. Here's the that's thing. That's funny. Fear doesn't even have to, like, like <clears throat> even even healthy fear, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have the same thing. It's just presence. Yeah. Just the, and that's the thing. The visions was experiencing God's presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just simply experiencing God's presence should put a fear in you because you know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Like Isaiah. You know what you're dealing with. Like yeah. Isaiah, with the, like, he's like, oh my gosh, my, my, my lips are unclean. I can't even talk to you right now. How can I open my mouth? <laughs> That's so good. Indeed. That's Indeed. so good. I was about to say, even with the priest, bro, like going to the Holy is a Holy, there's, there was a way you had to go in there before oh, you yeah. came in there. You know Once a year at that. Once a year at that, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, you what? Could, hey, you and, if you, and if you went up in there wrong, that's why they put that rope around their waist. Tie that rope around you. We're going to hope for the best, big dog. I <laughs> hope you did what you're supposed to do. Because, nah, yeah, nah, that's, that's so good. Break down bro. the rope. For the, the un, un- yeah, theological. and so, like, they went. It's, 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 it's not really like, it's, it's a traditional aspect. There's no actual. <clears throat> 
documents or documentation, but there's 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 it's tradition it's traditional thing, yeah, like old tradition so that they would have ropes behind. It was yeah, it was one of those things where so the priests would go into the holies of holies, you know what I'm saying, to do these sacrifices. Uh, but before they got up in there, they would have to do all these like ceremonial clean um, cleanings and different things like that. And so uh, traditionally, they said they would put a rope around the person that would go in because if they were not prepared to be in there they would die while they were in there and because of that it's like now we got to drag you out you know what i'm saying with this rope because you we didn't, can't go in because we can't go in we can't go in to get you so we got to put this rope around your waist <laughs> so we can pull you out if you didn't do what you were supposed to do so yeah man that is that, that that's real but I, but I do like what you said, though, man, Chaz, just even with, like, this understanding of who God is and, like, and I get it. Like, I, I remember when the church came out, like, Jesus is my homeboy. And I'm like, I, I hear what you're saying, but, like, when I think about God, like, he's not Elisha. When I think about God, he's not street. These are my homies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how I come at them is going to be completely different than how I come at God. But I feel like now a lot of people coming at God as though they're, he's just some regular cat. You but, know what I'm saying? Well, here's but, the, but, but, but here's yeah, the, but, but like, bro, like, if you were a disciple, mm -hmm. you would consider him a friend. And no, I, no, no, no. And I, I also mm -hmm. feel like that's that's why there were some of the moments where it's like, you gonna die? Nah, fam. And Peter's like, nah, you ain't never gonna die. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. About? You gonna die? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh well, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. After just calling him, yo, like you got flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. That's yeah. the spirit, right? And I, I, I think it's because they got comfortable in the friendship component, but that friendship component, I think, is also no. Good. I, I know. I think that's fine. But yeah. again, like this is the creator of the universe we're talking. For sure. Of all things, you know what I'm saying? The one who can literally just like. And I know people joke around like, yeah, man, like don't lie, you get struck down, right? I'm just like, nah, fam. He could really do that. Right now, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I think that's also where that healthy fear comes in, too. Knowing what the, what the Lord is really capable of, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, mm -hmm. I think all, all in that is also that grace, which makes you say, you know what? Like, I want to walk in righteousness and holiness because I know what you're capable of, and yet there's moments you don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was, this is the other thing I forgot to mention. So with just growing just a little bit more of my understanding of his holiness. Like that's the type of thing, knowing how powerful and mighty is that you think naturally, Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm not worthy. I can't go near you. But for at the same time, it's made me want to draw near them. Like I need to be close to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, there's gotta be a spiritual thing. I, I, again, I just started like going through this over the past week. I can't even really, there's, I'm sure there's a scripture for it somewhere, but um, that's not something I've, put words to yet but i recognize like wow this is making me want to draw close to you yeah and you, yeah no that's good uh, another thing that i saw when it concerns fear they were just like uh i think it's a psalms 8 where it just talks about like the fear of the lord is hating evil so it's like what do you love in these moments what are you walking in in these moments this is a good indicator if you got some good fear of the lord you know what I'm saying? Because if you just walking in sin willy nilly, like it ain't nothing. Willy nilly. You ain't got Willy. Little Willy. You know what I'm saying? Is it is it is, is it is it Proverbs says fear the fear of the Lord is the beginning of Proverbs? knowledge? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a whole description. Oh yeah. Like, it's like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like like it's 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 so many scriptures that talk about what it means to fear yeah. the Lord. And where does fear come from? Understanding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or it's understanding that you don't know. It's like, man, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like man, I don't, yeah. I don't know what could happen. And yeah. here's the thing: like, we we know exactly 
what God says will happen mm -hmm. in the instances that we do mess up. But because he's also the person who is at the judge seat where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to show mercy. I yeah. want to show grace. You know, understanding what we deserve is what places that fear in us. Yeah. Because he's the one who executes what we do deserve. And that also comes with getting to your word. I think a lot of people neglect getting into their word. We pray a lot, but we don't really get to know God because we're not reading what he said about himself in the scriptures. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you continue to grow in this aspect of fear of the Lord. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because it doesn't cap. It's going to continue to grow. There's a couple... Parable. Were you about to read another scripture? Well, it's a bunch of them. I was about right. to say. <laughs> it's a, it's a squad of the fear of the Lord. Read, the brother. The read. Lord, just go, th go through them real quick. Okay, okay, so like, Isaiah 33. State, state like the fear of the Lord is or whatever. This, yeah. You don't need to read the whole so, verse. It's going to take yeah. a while. Um, fear of the Lord prolongs life. That's uh, Proverbs prolongs life. Yeah. Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge. Um, Proverbs 15 33. Fear of the Lord is, is the instruction for wisdom. Uh -huh. And before honor comes humility. Yeah. Um, Isaiah 33, 6. And he will be stability of your times, the wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Um, and Who wrote then, Proverbs? Oh, Solomon and a yeah, bunch of other people. Yeah. There's like a few others. Very. Solomon's Solomon mama as well. You know, okay. She got a couple joints. That's but Solomon, Solomon, Solomon's one he's, of the. He's the, he's the main dude. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very that's a very interesting thing, though, because even when I think about how Solomon started his reign, Think about what he asked for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about why he asked for it. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, even, even, even Solomon being David's son, like a piece of David's heart, his, a piece of David's desire for God was passed down to his son. I think even, even, even understanding that like this guy who's, I mean, you've quoted what, four verses from Proverbs about fear of the Lord? Mm -hmm. Five? It's a bunch of them. It's a lot of them. Like he writes a lot about the connection of having a healthy fear of God to not just discipline, but holiness, godliness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like, that's a, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Read, continue to read, brother. You say read. Like Hebrew is like, <laughs> read, read. <laughs> Psalm 33, 8. Let all the earth no, be the Lord. You gotta read right? it. You gotta read it in King James. Right? right? You gotta read it in King James. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they ain't reading nothing else other than that. <laughs> Talk about the. Do you know you a tribe of Levite? Brother Street. We promise this is not a uh, black Hebrew is like hey page. We promise. That's facts. It's not. That's facts. You know it's not. But we do oh, got a smoke seat for you. Yeah, feel Ooh. Me. We also got a couple on here. Um, behold, <laughs> but thus shall the man be blessed who fears the, the Lord. Side. Mm. Like like it, it, the the correlation between blessings and fear also is yeah. in there constantly in a few different scriptures, and it's funny even in the Colossians three text that's probably one of the by those who are like in African spirituality um, context that that are very critical of Christianity the white man's religion concept that mm -hmm. butcher this verse religiously it says slaves and all things obey those who are your masters on earth not with external service as those who merely please men but with sincerity of heart fearing the lord yeah and it kind of correlates to the aspect of like um however you work don't work as unto men for sure but as unto the lord mm -hmm. right and it kind of just correlates between like the fact that even as we're doing earthly work it's with the reverence and knowledge of God yeah. that we're serving. It's like, man, you know, and that's, that's helped me submit a lot of times in the earthly context. It's like, you know what? Honestly, I work with you 
but I work for somebody else. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's also yeah. break down what that like word slave means. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. So, yeah. That's why it's so much butcher. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> so in that context, there's uh, something called like bond servanthood, yeah. where if you owed somebody a debt, um, and I think there are other cases as well where it was where you could essentially quote unquote sell yourself to this person and work off the debt that you owe them yeah. mm-hmm. but then you were, would have to be freed in the seventh year yeah um yeah so it wasn't slavery like in the like Atlantic in america or in egypt no it's not the, the yeah. that's it's not that this was a willing <laughs> servanthood to give your life to somebody in order to work off a debt which yeah. also like points to christ how um in in terms of self-righteousness, it's impossible to work off a debt. Christ is the one who completed that for us so that we can now willingly be slaves to him, to righteousness, um, Which and is be crazy free. Which he's the one who under, came under not him. to be served, right. but to serve. Exactly. So he took the form of some Exactly. Serving. He worked it off for <laughs> so us. work it off. Yeah. And half the time. Half the time. Half the time. That's facts. That's facts. He said it had to oh, cause he's three years. Exactly. It yeah. did. I see what you're doing there. That's right. Because you thought about you three, 30, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three, three years. Bars. That's facts. That's facts. So in instances of your experience with fear of the Lord and your relationship with God, how have you how have you made sense of that either in natural relationships or just realizing like, man, like I haven't understood how much I fear the Lord or man I'm finally starting to realize how much I fear the Lord or is that something like you're still kind of coming to terms with I think that'll always grow um this kind of ties back to the second half of Caleb's question before which I just remembered I didn't answer about um how's that practically played out yeah um just understanding the fear of God in my life and how how he um acts that out uh hmm that's a tough question think of think of examples like on the spot uh a parable I was going to bring up, though, is the parable of the talents. Like, the, the talents is like, was it a, a year's worth of wages? Was that what it was? Somebody help me out. Talents? Yeah. It's like, it was, they were essentially big bags, remember, of, yeah. bags of gold. They're big uh-huh. bags of gold. Um, so, in this story that Jesus tells, it's like, it says there was a master who had servants. The master told him, hey, I'm about to dip for a few years. I'm not telling you when I'm coming back. I don't know when I'll be back. But here's some bread, invest it. I want to see a return when I get back. And so he gives one, five bags of gold. Second one, two bags of gold. Last person, one bag of gold. And the one with five is like, all right, let's get to work. Um, doesn't say what he did, but you can imagine, like, he he wasn't given specific instructions. So he's like, okay, I have these gifts and talents. How can I use them? Uh, oh, huh. Let me go uh, invest in this business. Let me go buy a field. Let me go, um, I guess, Purchase my own servants and help them do my work and all this other stuff. Second servant does something similar. Um, and then the last servant with one bag of gold is like, ah, what if I don't live up to the standards that he expects of me? Or if I lose money, he's going to be angry. Let me just bury it and give him back exactly what he gave me. So eventually, the master returns, comes back, uh, do with the five bags of gold, gets a return of uh, another five. He doubles it, essentially. The master's like, well done, good and faithful servant. You're going to be greatly blessed. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Second dude says the same thing. Third dude comes up. He's like, hey, uh, so what had happened was I, was, I wasn't trying to, like, you know, 
fail you or nothing. So I just buried the money. Here's exactly what you gave me. And the master got angry with him. He's like, kick him out of here. Give him the, whatever I gave him. Uh, oh, look, this is important. The dude with the first time, he also said, like, I understood you to be a harsh uh, master reaping where you didn't sow. I'll explain that in a second. And, uh, yeah, I just understood you to be harsh. And, and, the, uh, dude, and the master was like, all right, I don't accept that. Get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Give the money that I gave to the the that last servant. Give it to the first servant who proved his faithfulness, right? Mm. Um, and that would always like trip me out. This is something I'm growing and understanding in, but because uh, it, it at, at face value, that story seems like it could just be a story of exactly a harsh master. Do what he says, or else. Or um, yeah, the, I, I think. Within that, again, growing and understanding in this, but I think the judgment that the servant with one talent made about his master was only a half truth where he was like, you're a master who reaps where he didn't. So you're somebody who essentially um, receives an inheritance from a place where he didn't put in any work. Uh I don't, I'm just take like just so I, I, I think yeah it's take some time because uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where as as I'm hearing that and it's 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 given to another servant it's almost like his will be done whether or not it's gonna be through you, you okay know? and I think that we can oftentimes get puffed up because we're God's chosen get puffed up because we have this ticket of salvation and it's like. Oh man, I'm good. I'm straight. And it's like, no, 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 no. Understand that I have things that need to be done here and I would love to use you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to use you. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it a, a few times a few <clears throat> episodes ago, but basically I, believers can fumble the bag. Facts. God's, mm-hmm. God's called ones Facts. can fumble the bag. Facts. 100%. And there might be aspects of your life that God had wanted you to experience that he's now going to pass on to the next person mm-hmm. Because you may not have been able to experience what he experienced because of your shortcomings. Or a lack of a solid understanding of the fear of him. So, like, that's where I was trying to get at. I think you cannot have a genuine fear of the Lord without intimacy, intimately knowing him. Like, he, that last servant understood fear from a distance. He did not understand, like, yo, you're already in his grace. Like, um, I think either Joshua 19 or Joshua 24, something like that, it just, like, there's a direct connection between what that one of those passages and the parable of the talents where um, the Lord is speaking to, to Israel saying, I talking about like them going into the promised land. He's telling them, I gave you a land where you did not, um, where you were able to sow, but you were you able, were you able to reap from that you never like planted seeds in. Mm-hmm. I gave you an inheritance that wasn't even yours to begin with. So with that understanding, it's like, it's God's desire to bless us. He wants yeah, to. Yeah. There's Amen. some passage, either in Jeremiah or Ezekiel, where he's like, oh, how I would love to bless you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his desire initially. That's, that is the, like, that's at the base. That's at the very front. Like, <clears throat> like people start the gospel from the fall. It's the, but it really starts from pleasure and perfection and intimacy in the garden. Like, he wants that's to good. be intimate with us. So if we that's think good. that he just wants to punish us, then we're going to act out of that. Yeah. Um, and miss out on genuine intimacy and relationship with him, understanding that we are working for him because he loves us and we 
have a relationship with them rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I, I would even, you know, in response to where you were kind of uh, not so much tripped up, but like didn't even know how to fully even say it. But, bro, mm-hmm. I would say as I see you walk in obedience, you know, uh, with things like uh, what is now known as purity, what is known as honoring the people around you, what is known as loving the people around you, what is known as being consistent, what is known as like just your discipline towards the scriptures. I think that has a foundation of fear. You know, it's, it's like you, you, you don't do it for your own benefit, essentially. It's, it's like, no, I, I have such a relationship with God that I fear him and I want to honor him, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. that's, I would say, yo, that's, that could be an example I see from you personally, you know what I'm saying? You. Yeah, that's absolutely. Good. Are the levels straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, right. it's just not coming through here, but it's definitely on. Yeah, we definitely getting, uh, we got, we got. Oh, all right. So, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Get the, there, oh, we hey, go. Hey, there it is. Hey, yeah, we welcome hey, back. Yeah. Welcome In back. and out like the fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I was about to say, I think uh, like even though you didn't, the the question you asked early, you was just like, how do you see fear, the fear of God in your own? Yeah. Person? Bro, I think, I think on my end, I'm learning just how much I got to grow in that. Like, he's showing me some areas in my life where he's like, yeah, you, you don't see me when you do this. And you're just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and for me, I was just like, okay. Like, how do I now it's like in certain areas of my life, I'm like, okay, how do I honor you here? You know what I'm saying? How do I fear you here? Because I think you can fear the Lord in certain areas and not in others, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like recognizing what what those areas actually are and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to you to get to a space where you are being able to, you know what I'm saying? Walk in that walk in that fear. Okay, so as a self-awareness check and also as an encouragement Mm -hmm. in your life, what would you say? is the title of God that you relate to the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, That's a good one. The title of God that I relate to the most, um, ooh, provider. Um, Yeah, I I would definitely say provider. Um, Just because, like, I've I've just seen in my life and how I've lacked so much in so many areas, but yet the Lord came through on so many occasions. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And provided in ways I just was not expecting. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And so I was actually talking to uh, uh, Cody and them earlier. You know what I'm saying? Even with the, the business that I have with, and this ain't a plug, but now it is, CB Local Consulting. How at your boy. You get at Graphic Designs. Get at him. Um, get at your boy. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's just like, so I, I just started it uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, right? And so I feel like the amount of money that I could have made in my brain for me that I should have made with six, I made with two. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it, it, it came in just ways that I just was not expecting. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I've just seen that so many times in my life. I'm like, he's a provider, bro. Like, that's Amen. that's the one that's I good. grip to the most. So, yeah. What would you say, Trey? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, that question kind of caught me off guard. It, did, never, it really did. I ain't never thought about that. Yeah. I've, I don't. I try not to compartmentalize, like my my relationship with God. I get it, but there's like a there's. I I, I do feel like even how you're introduced to God can even play into. It's like for example, I'm not against the fire and brimstone gospel message. We know. You know what I'm saying? End of the day, hell is real, niggas. 
if I had if I had to guess, you probably identify, and this is not to be funny, but this is just out of our out of our, our out of our conversations. I feel like you identify more so with the the justice, the justice of God, yeah, absolutely, and and that makes sense with absolutely who you are. I have a heart, I, I, I have a heart for justice, and I think that's that's fair. But I, I think for me, I don't see it as I see it more. I see it more contextually. I'm going to encounter God <clears throat> in this aspect, or I'm going to encounter encounter this version of God in this context of my life. For sure, I'm going to encounter Him as a as a disciplinarian when I'm effing up. Like He gonna have to get me in line. You know what I'm saying? There's been times where, like, I've literally could not eat, and, like, the Lord was sending funds through people I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. For sure. Provider. You know what I'm saying? There's been times where, like, I've been in a disconnect with my parents. Father. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, I think contextually, the way I've ex- the way I have a relationship with the Lord, I experience him in the context that I need it most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still am able to recognize that this is who he is and it's not just this one context. I think the tough part, and even like to what you were saying about the the the, the parable, Chaz, I think mm-hmm. that servant only understood that that master in a in a certain perspective, in a certain context, as opposed to him seeing this master as giving him an opportunity, right? Or even Be- that they were on the same side. Like, or even that they're on the same side, because like see. at the end of the day, like. This is for you. What what is the what what the Lord gives you is not meant to be buried, it's not meant to be hidden. It's also not meant to be hoarded. It's meant to be invested. Mm-hmm. So every time I read that that parable, I always think about what has the Lord given me and am I using my gift for my own personal gain or am I using this in a way that invests and multiplies into the kingdom? Yeah. Because I think that was the real mm-hmm. issue, you know. It wasn't that he didn't get as much as somebody it's that he didn't do anything with what he was given. Mm-hmm. Which is, and I'm just going to say this, and I feel like it slightly has to do with what we're talking about, but man, I just want to encourage anybody and everybody that's listening to just like, whatever you, whatever understanding you have of God currently, please line it up with the scriptures. Um, I think we move so wrong when we have a, a, a just a bad understanding of who he is. Um, and so it's just like, and so like, <sighs> Yeah, how you view God again is how you're gonna how you gonna treat people. Like if you don't understand it's God true. to be a gracious God, you true. aren't gonna be gracious. gracious. You're not gonna be gracious. It's very true. You know back, what I'm saying? Falls back on yourself as well. Another, yeah. Oh another yes. Parallel, yes. Another parallel is uh, a parable that is a parallel is uh the story of the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for people who don't know, essentially. It's a really wealthy man, owned a lot of property. Let's just say a lot of businesses, real estate all over the country, whatever. Um, he has two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically got their inheritance from their father's will before he passed away. So the older son got a double portion of that. That's, that's something that was just like an undertone that was known in Jewish culture. But Joe's culture. brother didn't get named. Yeah. So the let's say like. Come <laughs> on, that. Dang, why are you roasting him like I'm that? Just, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I what else? I hope you <laughs> Talk to him. Talk, Talk to, Talk to Chad's like. older brother. <laughs> anyway. Shouts out to the older Did brother. Did you give him a Don DeMarco? That's crazy. Wow. Talk to the Judy Day, the Judy. That's crazy. Talk to the non-existent junior. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so sorry. That was a great 
parallel. All so the this, buttons. this youngest, they both get their inheritance. This younger son is like, man, freak you, dad. It runs away, goes and blows it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you say? Freak you, dad. Freak you, dad. Hey, yep. <laughs> And he goes and blows it. Let's just say he goes to Vegas and just splurges. And then uh, the panoramic hits. And he's like, oh, man, I got no job. Uh huh. And so he's like, he's working the equivalent of cleaning out sewers and and dumpsters and eating trash out of dumpsters. Like, that's the modern day equivalent, essentially. And then he, like, finally comes to himself like, yo, I would not be struggling like this if I was still at my dad's house. If I didn't basically spit in his face and tell him I don't need you Mm -hmm. and leave. And so he's like, so his mindset, his thinking is like, I've done horribly, therefore I am horrible, therefore I deserve to be treated horribly. That's what I'm going to go back and tell my father. If I, if I, 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 I don't even deserve to be your son anymore, just treat me like one of your servants. So he goes back and he sees his father. We're talking about the fear of the Lord and all this stuff, right? Here's, the, here's an, the, another aspect of God's character. You'd expect somebody, a dad, who's been treated that way, disrespected like that by a son, to get ready to whoop him, right, when he sees him, but the father comes running towards him, gives him a hug. This is a parable, by the way. Jesus is telling the story. But um, comes running, hugs him, kisses him, and the son, he's, like, still in a state where he's like, man, I, I'm not, I don't deserve this love. I've done horribly. I am horrible. Therefore, I deserve to be treated that way. That's what he tells his father. Mm-hmm. Dad basically ignores him and is like, yo, we about to have a party. My son came back. Get him the freshest suit we got in the closet. Give him, our like, the family cufflinks. Uh... Like give him a shower, put the nicest cologne mm. on him. We're about to celebrate that he's that he came back, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's so easy for us to think, or at least for me, growing up, I always had this mindset that like God's love for me is based on how well I can serve him and perform for him. Yeah. That not that I earn salvation, but that I earn his love. Like I'm a Christian, but am I good enough as a Christian? Am I yeah. doing enough? But that's not how it works, which yeah. is Again, it's a really interesting paradigm to grasp, understanding that he's worthy of full worship and reverence and all, but also he wants to pour his love out on us and he desires for us to be close to him. He, The scriptures also say that he sings praises over us. His thoughts are too many. For, uh, his thoughts of us are too many to count. Like he really, really cares about us and mm-hmm. cares for us and is wants to pour out his his kindness that leads us to repentance in the first place, you know. So, um, with all that, dang, I got distracted. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. You go ahead, bro. Uh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Anyway, what was the point I was trying to get at? Um, yeah, he's good. He loves us. God's love Thanks. is not contingent on our command on on how we obey him. Yeah, and, but um, how he blesses it was, us it was, is contingent. How we yeah, it was what Caleb was saying. Whatever the last point you were making, it was tied to that about understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his character. That's like, because that's how we're going to treat ourselves. Like I said, like if we think we're just unworthy heathens and sinners, then yes, we do sin. However, we are saints. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 8, that's scripture. David, even before Christ ever came, said, um, in Psalm 1, like, uh, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the way of sinners, seated in the seat of scoffers, or, and so on and so forth. Like, he understood there's a difference between those who had a reverence for, a fear for the Lord, and, like, followed after him and walked in his ways, and those who did not. Mm-hmm. Like, although we still fall short, our identity is now the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, having a healthy understanding of God's character and who we are. Yeah, like, there you That's go. That's good. 
That's good, Jim. Yeah, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad we're kind of like moving like across the spectrum <laughs> that God operates in because it kind of hits on, I think an earlier point you talked about is the complexity of it. Um, the, trying to, trying to understand God is a very dangerous game mm-hmm. uh, because you start to only only experience him in a box, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is in part Jesus' issue with the Pharisees is mm-hmm. because they only understood God in one context. And so when he came, there was this disconnect between who they understood God to be and God very truly and in the flesh standing in front of them. I think the cool thing about the story of the parable or the parable of the prodigal son is when he left and he did all this stuff, he got dirty and he came back home. He thought he was going to start from the bottom. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy is he didn't say, go make a ring in a robe. He said, go get the ring in a robe, which means bring it to him, bring it to him, which means it was already waiting for him. Yeah. Like this idea that there is striving or there is things to earn is very contrary to how the Lord operates. Mm-hmm. He's saying it's already been it's already been taken care of. Are you going to choose to operate in it? Are you going to choose to operate in your sonship? And I think that's the dangerous part of again boxing God in because when I understand God to the capacity that I have the ability to understand something at then now God is not operating on his level. God's now operating on my level. And so now it is I got to earn my way back in. And so when I start working or living from that perspective, it does affect how I treat people. Mm -hmm. Because now when somebody wrongs me, it's like you got to earn that right to be back in my life. That's exactly what the second son's issue, the older son's issue was. He thought that because he was doing the right thing, like, Dad, I've been working for you. I've been... I just flew across the country for a meeting that didn't even happen. Yeah. Flew back today yeah. to find my punk little brother getting celebrated. You never even had a dinner for for me and my brothers. Like, well, blah, blah, blah. did you ask? Are you not? Have you not been here the entire time? You you found your work to be more important than relationship with me. Like, why do you? And you, everything that's mine is already yours. It's like the from the perspective of the father to the son. Like this son was not even with me. And he's turned back in repentance. Of course, yeah. I'm going to celebrate that. He was lost. You've been here the whole time. Everything that I have is yours. All you've had to do is ask. You've thought that you're here and you're receiving my love because you're, you think you're doing everything right mm-hmm. in obedience. But it's always been a matter of heart and intimacy and nearness. And yeah. that's, the, that's always the tough part about it is because, again, he's, he's so close. Mm-hmm. He, was, he's, he never left his father's house. Like sometimes I think Pharisees. to your point, we get so close to God that we lose this concept of how close I am, how how much of a gift it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I think it's Mark four, um, this the story with the boat. They on the they're on the, the sea, the storm comes, mm-hmm. you know, and he quiets the waves and like, oh ye a little faith. But like right before they get up, they get on that boat, he teaches. He 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 gives a he gives like a sermon and and then the, he pulls back with the disciples and he's and they're like, hey like. What was this all about? And he essentially gives them that same teaching in a more intimate, in a more intimate manner. And he says, hey, this is the keys to the kingdom, faith, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says, let us go to the other side. What's crazy about that is I think there's, a da- there's, there's danger in famili- familiarity, mm-hmm. 
right? When I become so familiar with somebody that I lose the reverence. Mm. And so when I lose that reverence, when I, when I, when I get comfortable in, in my proximity with the Lord, what happens is I forget who I'm really with. And so they go and they encounter this storm with Jesus not on the other side of the lake, not in another boat because there were other boats with them, but on the very boat they were with. They're tripping out. Yeah. And Jesus is asleep, and he wakes up, and I could imagine he like, dog, we just talked about this. His response lie. isn't out of frustration. His resp- I think his response could be out of, out of like just utter shock. I'm not I, going I, I, I think I think it could be frustration, but I think it's like, wow, you really still are not understanding who you are with. And I think that 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 other son, he's working, he's working, he's working. And I think when you for, when you focus so much on what you're doing, it takes away from who you're with. Mm. Ooh, that's good. That's that's fire. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I probably would have been tripping out on the boat with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Because, bro, the, the, the Jesus the it's a storm, bro. It's ship, a storm. Do you dead know? on here breaking up, and he's he chilling. It's like, but, 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 what, but what did they say to him? They Jesus, said, like, don't you care that we're about it? to die? Yeah. Damn, it's like, don't you care we're about to die? He's like, whoa. Like, what do you mean? Of course I care. <laughs> Watch me work. Watch me work. Of course I care. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, back, to the, back to what you're saying about the prodigal son. I, I think it's pretty dope that you can even be in his presence and not fully operate as a son. Mm. Right, like, yeah. like you can literally yeah. be with him, mm. like the older brother or the, or the younger brother was, right, and and fully not even operate as a son. And then you have the older brother who had the inheritance, who didn't even leave with everything he could have left with. Mm. He left with what he wanted from the inheritance, yeah, oh, wow. not what he yeah. needed. Like, like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if that good. coat was always his, if that ring was always his, those are the things that allowed him to fully operate as a son. Which just goes to show us, if we're going to operate as sons, we can't do so in the world. Which you know is which is good because the father didn't let him leave with that. Exactly. He's, mm-hmm. If you want to be in the house, <laughs> if you want this ring, this robe, you got to be in the house. Come on. Man. Come Bruh. on, somebody. What a bu- mm. Leave the door open, the door closed. Man, you know what grandma on. said? Come on. Come on. Talk Crazy. to him. Quit letting that's what talk to him. Grandma was talking in parables. The cool air. <laughs> oh man. That cool air. The cool air. Cool Gra- cool grandma air. was parabolic. Shit. Running in and out of his house. <laughs> that's funny. My goodness. All right, all right, all right. This is the smoke session, the part where the live studio audience has the opportunity to come up here and come with the questions, comments, concerns, all the smoke. Just know we keep a gas mask, so be careful. Be careful. So anybody from the live studio audience, please come forth. Talk to us. Chop it up. You can sit right next to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, come on. yeah. If is, is she in don't frame bring, right don't, there? Yeah, roll up, roll yeah, up. Yeah, she can, you can roll do up. It. You can you use roll it. up, roll up. Can, can you check to see if she's in frame right there? They ain't gotta see me. No, no they gotta see you. No, they gotta see you. She's, she's not, not in frame. Yeah, just space. Yeah. Here? You can just yeah. tell us yeah. sit right here next just to space Chaz. Here? Come over, sit next to Chaz. Okay, yeah. Sit next give give her a hand clap, y'all. Give her a hand clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the audience. Sit next. You're not supposed to be seen. Sit next to Junior. You're not supposed to be. You better multiply your talents. You, she's good right there? Indeed. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. What's up? My name is Latrice, for everyone watching. Uh, so what I want to talk about is uh, the way we view God. 
Um, I know you guys stated that there are many ways, you stated there are many ways in which people may view God, uh, the way they're introduced to them. Um, I was introduced to God as a fire and brimstone, as well as checking the mail, miracle God. That's, that's what I got when I was a kid. Yeah. So when I went to college, God then was the healer and redeemer. And now, years later, God to me is internal. So the other two examples of God was much more external, which for me, it worked, but it doesn't work now. So Mm. when I make decisions, I understand that every decision I make is with God in mind and everything impacts me directly. So because we are the vessels or whatnot, what I understand is that anything that I do directly impacts what happens in the kingdom because God is within me. So earlier, I don't know who it was, stated that if God, uh, the shirt, God is my homeboy, that that could be a little conflated. I understand that, but I think, I think there's a group of people in our generation who are deciding that God is not an external force from them. That's, that's why it's hard to understand the fear. Because if I, well, personally, um, my childhood, anyone who was an authority over me, it was negative. So if you're telling me that God is external to me and is Lord over me, it's hard to be like, oh, okay, this God loves me because it's in connection with what my experiences are. So when I decided that I understood God to be an internal force within me, I'm speaking to God constantly. I make decisions because I understand that me and God are on the same page. Uh, So I think with that, it makes it easier to understand what reverence is, because I know that everything that God requires of me directly impacts me. So, yeah. Amen. That's good. That's so good. I think that's good. One, One thing I will, and you can... Uh, you can definitely you could push that's back good, on good. what I'm about to say too if you would like. <laughs> Come on back. <laughs> no, nah, but one, one of the things I did think about, and this is why I, again I think it's so important, especially like just for churches and believers in general. Like if you got new believers that's coming to your life, like really walk them through. You know what I'm saying? Like reading the scriptures, how to, and different things like that. Um, but it, it, you say even in the beginning, you kind of experience God as like miracle, fire, brimstone. Uh, fire, brimstone. What was the last thing you said? Miracle. You said check, and check, check box. in the mail, miracle. Yeah. Wait, say that again. Check in the mail, miracle. You never got a what random check in the mail. Yeah. So like the pastor's like, yeah, oh, you're gonna check get a check in the, in the got mail. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So I heard the something completely oil. different. Oh, what did you think I said? I heard check, check in the box. Oh well. I, I mean, heard that. Man, and so that is about the same thing to be honest like that's how they taught it but the reason the reason well it don't make no sense anymore but anyway I, I thought it was Go ahead. <laughs> I tough. personally thought you said check in the box <clears throat> type God mm-hmm. and I was gonna say that's why I think it's so important for us to be able to understand God because like if I were to hear that and somebody will say that that's who God is I tell them that's not God you know what I'm saying? But Just in that moment, but like the check, but the check in the box miracle thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that still I got goes you. on. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. still happens. Yeah. But I thought it was something else. But never mind. Okay. But it, but it's 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 funny though because even though there's aspects of doctrine that is off, I do know of some friends limited, but I know of some people who experienced God first in that, and then were taught. Good doctrine for sure. No, no, I, you know I, yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, and I, for and, and, sure. Now, mind you, I, I, I think the check in the, the, the male miracle joint that's I don't think that's ever contextually right, but 
the fire and brimstone. Like the reason I'm saying I'm not anti fire and brimstone because it is it is it's scripture. I think, you know, and I, those who convert in honoring the fear mm-hmm. and the judgment of God, yeah. and what is to come, yeah. I'm not anti that. I'm like, yes, you're understanding God in His justice. Yeah, I think the fire and brimstone. How I grew grew up for it to be was fire, hell, no love, yeah. no nothing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I that, that's what I equate to fire and brimstone. But I'm here for hell talk, sin talk. Yeah, that's Burning how talk. I was taught. But, but here's the thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I will say, but rarely do I ever yes, see people on the street that really just go in and don't also communicate the gospel. Oh, no. That's like all of street ministry. I see it. That's I'm like, literally all of street. I've literally. I like, love you. I've never. That's how you're going to die and burn it. You're going to hell. I have literally you're never. Gay. You're going to hell. That's what I've gotten. I've never encountered no, a street yeah, evangelist. <laughs> be like, Not me personally. The Lord loves God. you. <laughs> It's it's always I know what you're going in there to do. You're going yeah. in there to sin, take a girl home, yeah. have sex, and then guess what? You're gonna have a baby. <laughs> and then guess what? You're gonna have a broken hey, family. Hey bro, you know what's crazy. And now you bro. got a whole family in hell. It's been moments. I, I went to I went to a friend's birthday on, on and we was a deep yellow. Uh-huh. Actually, no, it was after a battle, bro. It was after a battle. At the strip club. Bro, you beat me to it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Hey, I wanna let you know. If hey, she no. didn't say it, I was going to say it. Wow. I'm just. I'm the, the, Good job. Good the, job. The brimstone I'm receiving. I right offer now. what I get. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelming. Wow. So, so it was actually not at the strip club. <laughs> it was at that one spot where you uh, throw, the, throw the ice at the bell and make it ring. Oh, oh Federales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Federales. Yeah, we were at Federales. And so it's after the XLV battle. Yeah. Right? So after that battle, and like. like it's like that. So it's like at the, the corner of the street. And so you have to, it was a line to get in. So we about to go there, chill, you know what I'm saying? Get something to eat, get something to drink. And outside of there, it's a preacher right in the corner going in, like, like, saying exactly that. It's, it's, like, it's like, the Lord's not pleased with you. These I'm aren't like, my words. These are words that have been spewed at me. I was me. like, wow. Like, like, what do you mean? I'm pleased with me? Like, we about to go in. What did I do? Some he's like, he's, chicken he's like, tenders. Do you not know the gospel? Jesus loves you, but he's also, this is, I'm like, I'm like, like, Work him. I said all these things. Thanks. And I'm finna go turn up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's funny, bro. That happened to me when uh, back when the den was a thing in Uptown. I'm yeah. walking in and there's like these people like with up. Odin signs and uh, saying the same thing. And they're like, we know what you're going in there to do. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm the designated driver. I'm here so people don't drive drunk. It's just like Indeed. I feel like I feel like it's not super. I don't know. I feel like it's not super effective that that form. But yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. So I I guess I, in my in my experience, I was talking more about apologists for sure. So they they're they're, more, okay. they're they're a little more witty with their okay. approach, but I, I I definitely see what y'all saying. Nah, for sure, yeah. Because for me, I'm just like I, I don't think it's it's not good news without the bad news. So for all those people that's just like God loves you, He is gracious towards you, He wants to see you smile. He wants a good life for you, and that's all he you end you with. He wants you to be happy. Nigga, Cat's going to be like, oh, sweet, thanks, and walk off. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it, there is no good news without the bad news. So mm. let's talk about this sin and this separation. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, let's show this love that can pull us back and reconcile us to the cross, so, indeed, or to indeed. Christ. Indeed, indeed. Anyway. And it, from the last to the audience? You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh you, like you. Yeah. Yeah, come on, come on bro. bro. Absolutely. I Talk saw him rocking in the chair. What's he rocking in the chair? Cody. Like, he like, that's, that was Talk that. I'm, I want to come up, rock. Talk to his family. Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, I, 
I got a crazy question, and, I, and you guys can choose to answer it or not. But, oh, we're definitely answering um, it. Are we here for it? You first. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it has to do with the concept of salvation, right? Uh-huh. So when you think of, like, our theological standpoints on the the thief that was on the cross with Jesus that accepted salvation last minute right before he died, mm-hmm. um, what is your guys' thought on people who have who will never hear the gospel? Um on their process of salvation. Well, like what, what is their future? Dang, I wish I, where's my, my phone so I can get this Bible verse. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, what was that one pastor that said, everybody, everybody make it. At the end. <laughs> well, well, right. Cause we, we just recently had that young Asian kid that was on the, on the boat that tried to get onto that Island. I can't remember where it's called. And he was killed. Um, there like it's, it's, there's unreached people groups. There's people that have literally, they will never, um, be reached. Um, now, whether that's biblical or not, I know that there are scriptures that says every mouth and tongue will hear the word of God. But mm-hmm. um, at, at what point will they hear that? So, so I, I think it's a every knee will bow, every tongue confess. In other words, whether you experience them directly here on the right, earth, right? That's what I'm saying. In glory, yes, every knee will bow. Like in other words, at the end of the day, all will give reverence to the Lord, which is what He desires in the first place. So, um, man, you know, okay, because because then I'm it kind of goes, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. In some circles, I might get canceled. But essentially, man, <laughs> like, I I fully acknowledge there is one way, you know what I'm saying? And that is the son, you know what I'm saying, through the father, right? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's by grace you've been saved through faith and of yourselves. It is the gift of God, right? And so we know that it was Christ's sacrifice that lets us access the relationship that we lost with the father. Yeah. Absolutely. I am in a place theologically, I guess, where I fully understand that God has set forth the way to experience him in glory. And I'm also in a place where I'm like, he'll serve mercy on whom he shows mercy and he'll show compassion on whom he show compassion. <clears throat> if that is limited to just the earthly experience or if that goes to the heavenly experience as well, I'm not to say. Are you speaking on like predestination? Huh? Are you speaking on like predestination? Is what you mean? So I, no, so I, I, no, so that's oh, so much okay. predestination. I, I definitely believe like he's 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 predestined those right, right, right. whom he called, right, right. Um, but in the aspect of who he chose, like in 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 the calling, right, right, like the, him choosing who he was going to call was not contingent on any works, okay, right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it shows us that you can be called and not chosen because many are called right. and few are chosen. Israel was called. But not all Israel was saved, right? right? Yeah. So even even to the point of him continuing in loving Israel, it wasn't because of anything that was good or bad that they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact that, like, I chose y'all to be my allotment, right? And so he continued to choose them, even though he didn't choose him, because of the call. Mm-hmm. And so for me, <clears throat> when it comes to who he chooses outside of those whom he's called, et cetera, um, I believe, you know... Uh, Theologically speaking, I'm, I'm not. I, I just believe that he set out how salvation is experienced and how it happens, and also I believe he is a, as much as a fair judge, a merciful and compassionate judge. Mm-hmm. And if he decides to show compassion and mercy, that's on him. And praise God for being a merciful God. Yeah. And so, I'm I <laughs> catching what I'm saying. Yeah. I got okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought I had a Bible verse. I don't. But. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought I was talking I about the one, the one that I was. Were you talking about Romans one? 
Yeah. That's what she was going. So that's what I was going to, but I didn't know if that was like invisible attributes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what I'll say. I'll say this, and I was about to say, yeah, you could read that joint too. But I, I would say, the Lord is faithful, one. And if it doesn't come out of the mouths of His people, I, I truly believe He'll speak some way somehow. I've heard testimonies just like on YouTube and stuff of like people in foreign countries who's just like I, I heard the gospel in a dream and I believed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then, and I'm just like, yo, like the Lord, and I, and that's the thing, bro, like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the Lord speaks in so many ways, whether it be through dreams, whether it be through the scriptures, whether it be through people, whether it be through the spirit. You know, well, the spirit's wrapped around all of that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I truly believe, like, he'll speak to somebody in a desert place who will never see a a Christian, you know what I'm saying, at all. But how does your theology, I mean, and this is where it's going to get kind of deep, but, like, how does your theology wrap around, like, uh, infancy death? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. God, yeah, they good. about to dig. They good. Yeah. They in heaven. Um, a scripture that points directly to that. There's a there's a couple things. Um, one, the most direct one is uh, when David took Bathsheba and assaulted her. She got pregnant, had a child. The baby was sick. David fasted and prayed for a week. The baby died. Um, he and once he found out the baby died, he got up. He's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna see him again in heaven. Like infants have no. I'll return to him. They have no he won't return to me. Yeah. They're 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 not responsible for sin. There's like an age of accountability. They're um where there there's um yeah, somewhere I believe somewhere in scripture there mention there's a mention of an age of accountability when someone becomes aware or like of their sin and unrighteousness and like so there's a certain point where God puts the weight of the law on us for uh and we become responsible for our own salvation but i there's like like even just testimonies i've heard of children passing away or like abortions i just heard a story of a little girl's like seven years old she said that she had a vision where jesus was showing her all this stuff in heaven and she said jesus showed her to her home that her family's gonna have in heaven and she's like mommy i have a sister in heaven and mom was like what what are you talking about this little girl there was nothing She's like, what, you don't have a sister? What are you talking about? Yeah, Jesus said I have a sister in heaven. That mom had had an abortion before she had the the uh, that daughter, and it was a girl. It was like, there's no way she could have known that. Like, hmm. again, the Lord really desires for us to be with him. <clears throat> I don't think he's, like, looking to see. I know he's not looking for people to be sent off. Like, he's, it, Ezekiel some 18, and then 33, I think, both of those chapters say, um, the Lord desires for no one to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But aside from that, like there's children are in his hands completely. Like there's no, uh, like I'm struggling for words here, but there's no chance that they would have had to sin because they're not responsible for it. So does that answer? Yes. yes. I definitely have a different uh, opinion. So in seminary, they, they, at least at the place I went to, um, which was where? Southwestern, okay, Southwestern Baptist. So they're they're pretty rough on this theology. Um, oh yeah, and and what they teach us there is Calvin is pretty sure, right? Yeah, it's Very all reformed. like they shove it down your oh, throat. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so this there's this concept that you're right. So we're born sinful, and the moment that we're born, we're automatically sinful. So we're we're separated from God, and it's not until there's a sanctification process that that is you know and when we when we accept Christ through faith. Um, but infants who never had that opportunity to comprehend one God it's in itself, but two 
have the faith to believe in him um, are, are, it's, are predestined for ultimate depravity, which is hell. Yeah. And that, that is... So, 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 okay, so well, I, I, I will say, yeah, yeah. I see where they grab it from, you know what I'm saying, in the aspect of Jacob, of I, love, Jacob I love, Esau I hated, mm-hmm. and what if I prepared rasp, uh, vessels prepared for destruction, yeah. right? Um, now, what, if we're going to go into the doctrinal aspect of breaking down what a vessel of destruction and what that means to be prepared, where they prepared themselves, where they've been prepared by God himself, um, hyper-Calvinism claims that, mm-hmm. Um, God has predestined those who he's chosen for yeah. heaven, and then also God has predestined those who he's chosen for hell. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not hyper-Calvinism. <laughs> but also on the other end, I'm also not on the end of an age of accountability, simply because I do believe that uh, we are born in iniquity. Yeah. Right? right? Mm, I, I, think, yeah. I think, I think in, not just in it, I think we're also born sinners essentially you never have to teach a kid how to sin you never have to teach a kid how to do wrong um <clears throat> i don't think there's like a, a age cut off you know as far as like hey here's 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 the yeah so now now and here's the thing though bro here's the thing for me the reason why i communicate how i do with the like the gospel I, obviously the gospel is what it is and and it's very very clear cut and dry like death burial, resurrection of jesus christ um for the redemption of our sins and reconciling us to the father now if god was to show mercy and compassion outside of those guidelines. I'm saying God is who he is and can do that. So if somebody is mentally challenged and never gets the point of awareness, yeah, that's a good point. Like they never actually come to the point of, man, I'm finally understanding I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. I'm finally, but God is saying, yo, I'm going to show mercy on whom I show mercy. Yeah. And I'm going to show compassion on who I show compassion. So for me, I never communicate, you know, all babies get a free ticket to heaven. But I'm just like, knowing who my God is and knowing how merciful he's been towards me, how compassionate he's been towards me, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I know that whoever is experiencing glory understands fully who God is at that moment. And whoever does not understood fully why they're not experiencing him in glory. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Which is very complicated. Which no, no, so so I will say I will say I mean that's essentially what he just said. Yeah, so there's no proof that babies go to hell, but there is proof that babies experience glory in the in the passage of David saying, I will return to him, but he will not return to me, which shows two things. Here is David having confidence that he was gonna be in glory. He's like, I know I'm going. Hey, look, I ain't a perfect man, you feel me? But God literally just told me. Even though I have consequences for what I did, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, I am guilt. Like I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm forgiven. Yeah. David said, "If you get to heaven and you do not see me there, <laughs> write this down. Write this down. <laughs> you are in hell." Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> you, are, you are in hell. No, that, that was, was kind of fire though. I never that thought. Was I never so real about that. I never really thought about that. Like David knew he just messed up tremendously and was still like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be good." His confidence levels. No, because Nathan communicated that. He said, "He said, he said, hey fam, you good? God's not holding that against you, but understand your actions have consequences." Yeah. What up, Shouty? Oh, I know where this is going. Go ahead. 
<laughs> you don't know. I, I think I do. I'm excited, though. You don't know. Go ahead. I love you. Hi, guys. How you doing, Tasha? I'm good. Okay. So, like, in response to the question that was asked previously, mm-hmm. as someone who was a missionary, like... I'm sorry. Could you restate the question? Um, he was asking about, like, those who would not be reached with the gospel. Um, and he brought up the illustration. Well, it was an actual event that happened a few years ago. Where the where the kid, well, he was a young guy, um, trying to go to that island to share the gospel with those people. Um, so from my perspective, uh, as someone who served in missions for two and a half years, um, that guy was, he took a very imperialistic approach to sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, because even Jesus was like, I'm not welcome here. Let me go. And Jesus told the 70 disciples, like, if they don't receive you, dust your feet off and go. And even Paul and Silas, when they were traveling, oh, we're not welcome here. Let me turn and go. Um, And so. This is Acts, right? Oh, no. He's talking about the kids. So there was a kid. um, I forgot where the island is. I want to say it's off the coast of Africa because people are very dark skinned. Not anyway, dark skinned people are everywhere, I know. Um, but uh, he was trying to get to this island where they don't allow outsiders, um, they literally kill anybody who comes from. Oh, you're talking about the little white dude, he was like 20 something, yeah, yeah, they murked this cat, yes, and I'm so, sorry. yeah, okay, yeah, so he had brought, he brought it up and he was like, Well, these people will never hear the gospel, we don't know that they could already be worshiping the one true God. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we don't know. We literally don't know. And as someone who served in missions full time and has friends who are in uh, mm-hmm. Muslim countries and the people that they're sharing with and spending their lives with are coming to them. And it's like, there's this guy who keeps coming in my dreams and he has holes in his hands and pierced in his side and keeps saying, pick me, pick me. Then, why would God not already be allowing his presence to be there? Mm-hmm. And so if you read Romans 1 and you come to the part um, around 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Mm-hmm. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. And this is in the context of Gentiles. It's not in the context of, well, it's Gentiles and believers when Paul wrote this. That's the context of the people he's speaking about. And so we cannot say that these people are not being reached with the gospel. Now, are we supposed to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel so that Jesus may return? Absolutely. But we cannot say say just because definitively that God's presence has not been made known to those people. Yeah. I think that's good. And I was, uh, as you were saying that, uh, Psalms 139 came to mind too. It says, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. And I'm just like reading. I'm just like, he's literally everywhere. Just because we aren't there don't mean he's not. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what? absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say, um, 
kind of going back to what I was implying before is just whether or not we're active, the spirit is. Mm -hmm. That's why we have an honor to be a part of the activity in the gospel. It's, 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 it's truly an honor because he doesn't desire that anyone perishes and the spirit will do what needs to be done so that no one perishes. Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of that, man has his own will and his own desires. And at times it's like, hey, you know, they'll get they, what they want. You don't want to experience me in glory. You don't mm -hmm. want to experience a relationship. Okay, you got it. You know, and on the other end of that, um, also just seeing how in places where it is unreached or not being taught, not being discipled or not being, it's like, no, his presence is always, you know, making a way for calling those to repentance mm -hmm. in whatever way through dreams, visions, prophecies, miracles, or even the word TikTok, etc. You never know, but I know the spirit's always active. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's whether or not we're in, we're in conjunction with them. Absolutely. Appreciate Amen. you. Amen. Hey, I was kind of hoping on something else, but you know. I'm not going to y'all. And I wasn't even trying to go there in the first place. I wanted to. I wanted to. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> no, but it, it, was, was he was kind of on your, uh, your your wavelength, you know. You said you said when uh, um, David assaulted Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. you know. Indeed. I'm not on that way, but I, I see the, uh, I see the, uh, I see the validity behind he's neutral. The, 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 the absolutely. Just, <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, don't think it, I will say it's it's a newer concept of like me hearing that people believe that like she was I mean, assaulted. I, I think there's just been this narrative that she was there's always been this narrative that she's a very promiscuous woman. But I mean like she was minding her business. Is there's a possibility that she knew he would have she a vantage point? But I mean like That's what I'm trying to say. It's 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 a it's a that's what they. I, I think, oh, I ain't gonna hold you. These are all narratives, by the way. Assaulted. Like, it's like very she possible. She was taken, uh -huh. and she was taking advantage of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was apart from her own desire and will, which what we would call the R word today. For sure. But there's also a chance. There's a possibility. It's not clear in scripture, but there's a possibility. She's like, mm, David. Okay, but probably not. I don't know. That's why I'm I, like, I'm like yeah, I don't, don't know. The scriptures are solid. We don't but know. I see. I see the. I see the that. argument, Got and I'm like, I'm like, honorable D. You said what? Huh? What'd you just say? What, what are you say? talking about? Whoa. We can roll it back. It's recording. <laughs> I, you might as well just own up what to it now. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you? Was this a break? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> Now we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The charge is not Fleece Johnson. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. Any more questions for last audience before we wrap up? Nothing is more important. No, we're not doing that. Wrap it up. We've had a great episode. He did it. He started it. What? <laughs> Any last words, Chaz? I call you Chris. I call you Chris Hansen. Press the, press the button so I can ask those, please. Before Caleb yeah, say just something just crazy. Cut the video. Just cut the video. <laughs> hey, yo, shout out to Chaz, man, for being here, man. Yeah, we man. appreciate you, brother. We appreciate Chaz. <laughs>
We appreciate the live studio audience, man. Win for the world this has been another wonderful episode of Black Men Do Talk. We have overdue conversations from Black Men's Perspective. I am Elijah. This is Caleb. Ash Street. Again, shout out to Chaz, our special guest. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Yeah, man. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Chaz. You know what I'm saying? Support. The start of the What happened was. Wisdom of God and something like that. It's in the scriptures, read it. We'll see y'all next week. Hey, yo, what's up? This is you only I'm afraid by because he called you. I'm not fine. It's just the one, bro. Because he called your name. Why you haven't you outro this yet? Are <laughs> <laughs> you fine? Did you fade it out? He's fading out. Fade out. Oh, okay. Just make sure you cut it. It did take a while. It did take a while. We were having a great conversation. We really were. From a black man's perspective. True story. How long were we You know, it'd be crazy. Maybe. Maybe this conversation is overdue.